Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and investment wisdom collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zanbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in virtual studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring you the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about what they have learned and what you need to know today. And speaking about movers, shakers, and difference makers, Tish, welcome back to the show. You shouldn't be laughing when you introduce me. Well, I'm just listening to that introduction uh, about uh, things that you need to know. We just need you to get a, a, a certain mic, and then you'll be all set up. You'll be cool. It's only two years in. Give it another couple of years. <laughs> just technology guy in the family. I could keep going. We could keep going. No, I know it's great. I knew I need I, to keep you guys on your toes. Is what I need. That's to what you do. You do keep us on our, our toes. Everybody, every week, it's like, is she going to make it on? Thirty seconds to go. She's on. And I just, have I ever disappointed you yet? Not once. Not once. I'm telling you, it's just like the evening news. I used to be a PR person. We'd go down and watch the evening newscast. And 30 seconds, they're counting down the show. And the women on the behind the desk are running around, where's my makeup? Where's my script? And then five, four, three. And it was like nothing ever happened. And they, they never once missed it, missed their mark. So you're in good company. Actually, I was most I was most amused by the fact I look up in the Zoom and we're all kind of like jigging to the intro song. <laughs> we were dancing to the. It's good music. We've heard it so many times. I don't know if we're punch drunk or just you know it's Groundhog Day. We're just doing all over again. Is, anyway. to, is today Groundhog Day? No, it's not Groundhog Day. <laughs> so welcome everyone to the show. And what uh, Tish and I have decided to do is continue our reflections uh, during quarantine, part two. So so that. Some help on where we left off. Uh, it's such what, be, before you launch in, what what kind of just anecdotal? Uh, you're in the field on the ground. What are you seeing? Are people because the whole the country seems to be confused? We uh, we were we were overwhelmed in the beginning. We weren't sure we believed it, and then we hunkered down and paid the price. And then they said, "Okay, go about your normal life. Let's start to reopen." And we just went crazy. And all of a sudden, this thing it, it never went away. So are, are we? Are people confused? Have they had enough? Are they worried? What? What? How would you describe your clientele and your your circle before you launch into this? Your own world, just an anecdotally. So I'm glad you actually narrowed it down. I, because to, to answer that with a broad stroke, I think is dangerous, probably. Yeah, right. Because uh, there's a lot going on, a lot of different opinions. But I mean, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. Um, most of my, you know, inner circle, they're they're cautiously optimistic they still proceed with caution as do we but optimistic that you know obviously we're going to get through this it's it's i know that this podcast will be listened to at different times but as we stand today we were we were basically open and now we're halfway shut down on with most things so that has become you know problematic for some and then for some of us that are a little more creative, we've come up with different <laughs> ways. And, you know, I love it that restaurants are, are maximizing their outdoor seating, and that's been nice to get Nail out. salons are doing it in the parking lot, you know, yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, people gyms are being creative. are moving their equipment out. A couple of my gyms have moved equipment outside. So yeah. um, I love I love the fact that people have the ability to, to pivot and just, you know, take lemons and make lemonade. And exactly. I love that. We're still on the air, even though you're not coming into the studio. We're still talking to the world here. Yeah, okay. yeah another pivot. Another pivot. What do you think, Tish? Or what's your world look like? Uh, scared, 
uh, over it, uh, cautiously optimistic. What, what, what adjectives would you use to describe your inner circle? I think people are adapting. Um, they're, you know, adapting to a new norm, hoping that this isn't forever as we continue to go down this path. I would say we're continuing to feel like uncertain. Like, you know, I feel like people don't know what's going to happen. And when people don't know what's going to happen, it causes a little bit of concern or pause being, you know, maybe scared a little bit, but suppressed with just unknown. I think that's the key. It's unknown. We did. We thought this would be for a month or two, not maybe six months or longer. Yeah. Uh, and and we don't know what effect it's going to have. Uh, we can't foresee it, but we have learned to adapt and to keep going. It hasn't crushed us. It's you know we're yeah. still we're still yeah. standing. We're still going. So and again, who knows for real? But um, while some things may end in you know six months, nine months, or a year, I think there's going to be some effects of this, so it will last. I don't know, maybe the rest of our lifetime. I, mean, I, I think is, so too. Is handshaking ever going to be a thing again? Um, Honest to God, I I wonder, and I and I go back to, do we really need to? Hand, some of those things I say, well, gee, we're not going to do this anymore. Do, why do we do it in the first place? Can't we just say hi? Do we have to go back to like we're tribal people and we have to grasp each other's hands, or is that part of communicating? I don't know. I, I'm with yeah. you though. I think a lot of this stuff is in ways we haven't foreseen. I think a lot of this is going to stay with us here. Yeah, uh, agreed, agreed. Okay, so back to our list. Back to so your list. I, I'm certain we covered one and two. So we talked about, we reflected on clients, we, we reflected on our staff, we reflected on family. Yeah. Um, did we stop there? Isn't we have, uh, so we have. Um, That's right, I remember you items. stopped, uh, family. You, you kind of went through the, the Holy Trinity. I'm Catholic, so I have to go through the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the family here. The, you went through the clients, the, the, uh, the family, and the friends. I think that was kind of the, the Trinity. I brought in religion. I had to. <laughs> Bring a little religion right. in here. So um, no, we're going to go down our list. So the next on the list, uh, we have nine items. Um, see how we, many we can get through today or, or if we will need to do a part three. Hmm. Um, so next is health. Tish, why don't you, um, I'll let you lead that one. You're so funny. This is like your strongest suit. You're going to let me. <laughs> I'm going to close. That's why I'm going to close. And he with. defers. Uh, Tish, take it. Yeah, right. He should have asked me to take it. Right. I think I need you to do the ton on this one. This is like, can you see in video, Bart? You should just show everyone your muscles for like two seconds. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> there's all aspects of health. There's physical health. There's mental health, right? There's all these different things that play in in. I think we're hearing a lot more of um, this coming up for people. And it's really interesting. You're having to be creative. So let's just take a step back. So what the goal is of how we're reflecting is saying, what is it? How is it important to me? What's the reflections in my life? And what's made me cause like pause during this time? And so when you're asking about health, I think that it's been more important that you know, with gyms shutting down and, and what I used to do in my normal routine, I've had to create different routines that's worked for me and my family. So it could potentially be that I, you know, I go for runs in the morning and that gets my morning started or I get fresh air because I've been stuck in the house or it's a limited amount of like, you know, getting out and less mobility during the day. I mean, Bart will make fun of me. He's going to, he, I, you, you set me up for this. I wear one of those like Fitbit watches and I'm oh. always, <laughs> oh. 
I do it because it's a reminder of me to make sure that I'm staying active and I'm getting up and running. But I swear, if I tap my phone in front of him, like I'll see his eyeballs like light up. <laughs> it goes on the list of top five most excruciating things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so then I come by him and I'll like tap him. I'll tap, I'll tap the watch as if I need something and I don't because I know it totally bugs him. So it's fun. Like I, I don't, I miss the banter of this funness of being in the office together and working together and the relationships that you have of health, but also like the mental health. Like I get to see people as bobbleheads all the time. I do Zoom all the time. I get interaction, but it's not the same as seeing people face to face all the time and, and asking people how they're doing and the hugs and the interaction. So again, just to add to that, I feel like there's pieces that I miss um, that I don't get every day anymore, but I've had to adapt. So I'm go ahead and jump in from health. on Sure. So it was great. And I really liked the way you broke down health from you know, mental, physical, spiritual. And that that's that's so true. I, I'm going to focus just on the on the fitness component of it, because that's what's changed probably the most for me. Show up your arms. I need to see your arms. <laughs> Come on. How many times have our viewers never seen your arms? <laughs> So anyway, no. <laughs> you know, from, you know, 35 years of the exact same, literally the exact same routine, getting up the same time, going to, for the most part, the same gym. Maybe there's been three or four different gyms over the last 35 years to waking up one day and realizing that there, I, there's no gym to go to. Right. So I did actually just write a, a, um, a white paper or a blog on it, if you will. It's like my uh, workout during quarantine. And it's, it's actually pretty funny because there are many things that happened, but, you know, we've used the word pivoting. We use the word making lemonade out of lemons. And so that's what, for me, what I was able to do a lot more outdoor training, which quite frankly, a big component of that I really like. I don't think I'll ever change being out in the fresh air early in the morning is, is pretty great. Really? Then, you, won't go, you won't go back to doing the gym routine? Well, it'll be some combination. It'll be like I have some gyms that are open now, and so I um, I split it. So I do my my more cardio stuff outside, and then I get to the gym. I'm all warmed up, fresh air, and, and move on in. Am I the only person out there who seems to see more people out walking as they've been forced to be at home? I see more people going through my neighborhood, riding bikes, Maybe I'm just noticing it, but it seems like there's more people out and about. Did you know that you cannot get a bike right now? You if you can't want to go buy a bike, really? you cannot See? find a bike. They are sold out. That would make yeah. sense, right? Back ordered. So you um, are not seeing things, Paul. People are, people are doing it, yeah. Bikes. Right. So um, in that way, it sort of woke us up, maybe because we were suddenly concerned about our health. Because, you know, what. Anecdotally, it seems to be if you're healthier, you're going to have less chance of getting this, or if you do get it, you're going to recover faster or easier. It's those with underlying conditions who are at most threat. Age, uh, obesity, diabetes, all these other things that are Western diseases running through our thing. So it seems like it woke everybody up, and that's a good thing. And suddenly people are trying to find ways to exercise in ways that they yeah. weren't before. I think that's a positive yeah, I, I agree. And I think the, um, I mean, the topic of this was reflection. So I think the reflective part for me was being a, and Letitia may not believe this, but being a creature of habit that doesn't like change, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, to be really f either a force to change or, or what is it called? Change or die? You know, yeah. Die, adapt or, or die. Or do nothing. Or die. Yeah. I, I was forced to change and there was big parts of it that I like. And 
Um, the other part, and it kind of ties in, we talked about family earlier. Um, my normal routine was, you know, leave it dark, gym, shower, office. So I would not see my family in the morning until I got home. And so now I'm back home every day and, mm-hmm. and that part's been pretty great. Yeah, I think we've all been had to adapt, whether it's working at home or us trying to, you know, do remote podcasts and other sorts of things. And it's interesting how it does force you. You don't like it at first, but it does force you to be creative and in some ways uh, come up with things you probably should have come up with before. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next one. And it's somewhat it's certainly connected, but it's um, nutrition. So. Should, I, should we do a raise of hands? Has anyone done the uh, quarantine 15? Anyone added the quarantine 15? <laughs> I'm going to say oh, nutrition is. I'm going to say nutrition has probably gone through the opposite way. Most more, more people are eating junk food because they're sitting at home on the couch here. Oh, that's or what. Worrying, yeah, that's yeah. what that reference is. Is quarantine 15? Is people have gained weight from yeah boredom and or whatever anxiety. I think yeah. you know the reflective part of that is is really paying attention right because if you're like Letitia and i have been pretty busy from both business and socially in our practice then that has just stopped completely yeah. stopped yeah, so right. now every meal is at home and and then for, at least for me from my perspective it's um i've always been on a again might be surprised but i'm in a pretty regulated um nutrition plan <laughs> but um it's caused me to be a little more creative right because yeah. I don't have the outlet of, of going out somewhere as my, you know, once in a while change up meals. How about you guys? I love going out to restaurants. That's one of my favorite passions, and that's gone away. So I, I really fear the most, the, the biggest negative we're going to see in our life is to take years for many of these little mom-and-pop individual restaurants to, to get back to where they were. I think a lot of them are going to go out of business. I think a lot of them won't survive, uh, even just selling part-time. I think some the big chains will and the fast food will. And that's shame. That's more the loss. The little mom and pop ones are the ones I fear for. The, the little fun ethnic restaurants that I love yeah. going to. Yeah. Tish, are you cooking more or is, uh, is Brandon cooking more? Or are you guys um, dual task? Yeah. So, um, you know, first when quarantine started, my situation was very different as far you know. <laughs> so I was. Uh, I, I could was, ask you to share. No, but, no I'm going to just leave it at that. Yeah. So um, I I ate out a lot. So uh, nutrition-wise, it put in a lot of different. I was eating items that I wouldn't normally eat, so that wasn't a good. That wasn't a good start to this quarantine. But um, but now we're definitely like, you know, there's a point in time that you're like you're eating a lot, and you're, it's like snacks, and it's the little stuff that just add up over time. Or um, I mean, I won't say drinking, but definitely drinking a soup. Uh, a lot of calories <laughs> and in the beginning you're trying to you know sometimes for me i use it as like the coping of like hey we're getting through all this let's just have a social drink here or there so now you know cleaning my um for me reflecting is like okay going back to like what's important what's my daily i don't do that normally eating back to like my normal routine so it's kind of been um you know you have to be really disciplined like you said bart to go back to like okay even though we're in a different situation, let's go back. So um, we're both cooking, but we're going back to meal planning like we used to do and, and really eating more clean, even though, and this is actually because food has been more scarce um, through the process. <laughs> scarce, we can't get any food. <laughs> scarce, but it's, it's weird. You go into a grocery store and it was yeah. all empty at points in time. So, you, so here's my know, observation. Or, like we went, 
organic and clean and that kind of thing. So I feel like the food I am consuming, I feel better about. So see if this matches your own experience. I find that we're drifting back to comfort food. The, yeah. the type of mama, the spaghetti and meatloaf and uh, chicken, the, the kind of more exotic, fun stuff that we used to try and cook once in a while or that we would buy. Either it's harder to get the ingredients because they're stocking less or we're not going out as much. So we're just kind of going back to staples. The kind of st- I feel like I'm back in the Midwest eating staples again. I'm not eating the fun, creative stuff either at a restaurant or that we're making. It, I, I don't right. know if it's just because we don't feel like making fun stuff and we're tired or we can't get the ingredients or whatever. Or it's just something about comfort food. I'm coming over to your house then, Paul. I want some meatloaf. Yeah, meatloaf, right? We made meatloaf the other day. Oh, my God, this is like my mother's meatloaf here. Yeah. I think because people also bought a lot of stuff, they may have bought things that are more, you know, canned or processed because they didn't know what this was going to look like if things were shutting down. So now they have thousands of dollars of food at their house. They won't utilize it, so they're eating it, and those might not necessarily be the leanest choices. Mm -hmm. Canned peaches we had the other night. I'm like, when did we get these? And thousands of dollars of toilet paper in the garage where to park the car. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's not me. I'm just saying I never bought into that. (laughs) I still don't know where that came from. It's like we we, uh, that was their biggest concern in the early stages of the uh, COVID crisis here. Yeah, and like you know, um, I would the times that I went to the store and and I you know the shelves were out and I, I I didn't panic, but I thought that went through my mind is why aren't people buying out? Right. Stocking up on alcohol instead of toilet paper. And then I'll tell you, it was maybe a tour later, and I was at, um, I think it was at Whole Foods, and the cashier just happened to mention that. I don't know. We started talking, and she said, Yeah, toilet paper's gone. Now the shelves of alcohol are gone. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I think I, there's no question. I, I well, no question. I my assumption is alcohol consumption always goes up in tough times. Uh, yeah. uh, when I had a bar a million years ago, if times were good, everybody went out to party. If times were bad, everyone went out to drown their sorrows. You know, so it's like the bar business was sort of uh, insulated. It was uh, it was always the last outlet. Now, and I I say one of the go to the the uh, mental health one. I think that's one that we're not talking about enough and don't know what's going to happen because. Yeah. Every other crisis I've ever had suffered through in my life, or that my parents went through, we went through together. Uh, yeah. You could go, you could go to church, you could go to a bar, you could go to wherever you hang out in your tribe. You know, you felt comfort. You could go to your parties and friends and stuff. Here, we're supposed to stay alone. We're su- we're supposed to get through this on our own without social support, and I suspect that's going to have an effect. Well, it definitely already has, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is a big component of health as well. My sister works in the mental health field, and mm-hmm. um, she has expressed to me that it's just been terrible, and the number of cases have gone up. And the and, and I don't know the statistics off the top of my head, but depressions, um, yeah, domestic violence, suicide, depression, violence, everything. Yeah. yeah, right. People Out, cracking up, up abuse. Yeah. Right. Either physical abuse or not just because they're confined and, and in close quarters, but because and I, nothing's been written about this. We've been asked to go through the when, when we went through 9-11. I, the story I always tell is I had a bar back then, an Irish pub, and I went down to the bar to see what, ha- what was going to happen. I thought our business would stop. We were packed that night. And it was a Tuesday or Wednesday night, as I recall, because nobody wanted to be alone. 
Right. Everybody wanted to be with somebody. They were shook up. And, and when people are scared or frightened, they usually want to get together in a group. They usually don't want to be alone. And we've been asked and told to be alone. Don't see your kids. Don't see your grandkids. Don't see your friends. Don't, don't go to work. Don't go to your wherever you find solace. Uh, and I think that's one of the challenges of getting through this one. We're asked to do it alone. And that, you know, un, unplanned, Paul, but that's kind of a lead in because the, the next item is time. Yeah. You know, a reflection on time. And I think, I think most of us are finding ourselves with more time than, you know, than we had before. And I mean, yeah. let's break it down. We all have the same amount of time in a day, but more time that's, that's unaccounted We're not for. commuting. We're not spending hours back and forth driving all over yeah. the place there. Right. And I, I think a reflection on that is, will we go back to that? And I say we, I just mean each individual, they, make, they may make different decisions. Are the business trips, for those that have to do business travel and fly costs, Across the country for a, you know, a two-hour meeting and then spend the night right. and come back. Are those still going to happen with how um, productive we've been with with these video conferences? I suspect it, I suspect something in the middle. I think I think there's an urge to get back in front of people because that's familiar. But clearly, we found ways to do without much of that, and we should rethink some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and then I know we have, we've talked about this over um, uh, the last several weeks, but the additional time with our family yeah. for most of us that's good. <laughs> <laughs> most of us. <laughs> yeah. Would you go to work? Would you get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> but I think again, when we get back to whatever normal is, um, are we going to miss the time that with our family? I mean, I'm, even though my family is not with me now, my dog is right. So yeah, right. <laughs> it's 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 some of the stuff is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think we've learned to slow down, and I fear that will only last as long as the minute. Because look at what happened. The minute they said here in California, all right, we're going to start reopening, people went crazy. They flocked to the beaches in massive numbers. They started throwing parties. It's like, come on. you know, We were that desperate to go to the beach. We all had to go. That's one way to look at it, Paul. The other might be when you've been – cooped up for three months maybe there's there's a big rush in the beginning but i think i mean i can only speak for myself i think that that i i know that i have evaluated how i have spent my time previous to this and i'm I'm thinking i think i believe that i will be more careful in things that i choose to do um i hope so because that would be a positive that comes out of a very tragic i mean not a lot of good has come out of this so far here but through adapting i think we will find some things that through survival and adapting, we'll find some things that will uh, stick with us that we can use. I hope we don't just go back. In 19, I'm a big history buff. In 1918, went through the same thing. Three waves hit. 675,000 people died in our country. And after it was over, nobody wanted to talk about it. Nothing changed. Oh, thank God that's over. I never have to do that again. My grandparents never talked about it. My great-grandmother lived through it. She didn't want to talk about it. Nobody wanted to talk about it. So it, it, it didn't, it, unlike the Depression, which changed my parents' generation dramatically, they, were, they, were, they would never have a credit card bill. They'd pay it immediately because they were just frightened something's going to happen again here. Uh, they never carried much debt because they lived through those tough times. But the generation right before them, it was so frightening they didn't want to revisit it. So it couldn't go either way. I, I, um, you could be right. I, I get the feeling that this is going to be an event in all of our lives today, children yeah. to adults, that we will always look back upon. And it yeah. was, it's like, 
before COVID and after COVID. We right. call it BC. BC. That's, right. That's the way the Depression was and World War II was for my parents. I mean, they were of and that era. I think era. this will be like that. Yeah. My parents were World War II um, children also. Yeah. And everything was, it seemed to be a reference to World yeah. War II, something to do with the war. Uh, and I think that, that our conversations will be maybe forever, at least in our lifetimes and our kids' lifetime about this. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I mean, I think as regards to just saying about time, just one thing on there is I feel like I've I've learned how to do things more efficient, efficiently, I think. And yes. then also, like you guys said, as not having to waste as much time commuting. But I think prioritizing what's the most important and where do I want to spend that time and then being really good at that. Right. Yeah, I think we've all learned to be more efficient with our time, which has freed up time. All of a sudden, we found extra time we didn't know we had in the book. I, I have no time. I'm frantic. But a lot of it was just busy work. We're running around doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, busy work. Bart, what's my, my thing about time? Don't waste time. She hates wasting time. Don't waste time. That's my pet She's using every second of it, right up until the time we come on here. Every second is being utilized. She's walked out of my office like, why are you leaving? This is a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty harsh. Yeah, she is, yeah. Yeah, no, that's on a good day, though. <laughs> I'm out of here. It's a waste of time. Time over. Okay. All right. Um, friends. Friends. Who's got time for friends? I don't have time for friends. I can't even see my friends. That's all part of the reflection on friends. Yeah. Um, to me, I think there's been, I don't want to come out across harsh, but kind of like an evaluation like i haven't seen these people in a while and then evaluate are they the level of friend that i thought they were um right i'll tell you one um, thing i saw in the beginning and i'm not alone uh, this was other show hosts were anecdotally saying the same thing in the beginning this was so strange we've all felt so uncomfortable what's going to happen is shutting down and we've never been through this before i found myself calling people or people calling me that i hadn't heard from in years mm. hey how you doing how am I doing? I haven't talked to you in two or three years. Just like somehow we all wanted to reach out. It, it forced us to reach out. But now we sort of live to be isolated a little bit, and I think that's going to pare down our relationships again. I think, I think mm-hmm. we've learned the, the social butterflies, uh, I don't know, that are going to go fluttering back around real quickly here. Yeah, I, I think that there is, there's going to be quite a bit of that, and, and I think at the end of the day, there's going to be friends. Like I have friends now that be even before the COVID thing that I may not talk to for 10 years. And then right. they call it. It's like, we don't skip a beat. No. Well, that's, um, those are true friends. Those are the, your yeah. life, your buddies you grew up with or went to school with or went to the army with or something. I don't know. There's certain people yeah. you connect with and you long spans can go. I have a number of friends like that from the Midwest and I cannot yeah. hear from them for years, but it's just like when we get together and talk, it's like nothing has changed. Right. And so I wonder, so the kind of my thought process is for the people that I haven't seen or talked to in the last, you know, three, four, five, six months now, as the time goes on, what it will be like when we get back together. Are we going to pick up where we left off or is, is it just, you know, maybe we're not friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think a lot, of, a lot of this is going to force us to reevaluate a lot of things, our time, our friendship, how we spend all this stuff, because we've learned to do without. So are we going to go? I wonder if we're going to go back to spending money like we used to. Uh, did, we just would go are to restaurants. Are you reading the list, and, Paul? Huh? Are you reading the list? I'm reading the, the next list. Item is just, it had to be. <laughs> I think I'm not sure we're all going to rush back out and buy clothes and 
junk and stereos. I don't know, stereos. I'm dating myself. Nobody buys a stereo. Whatever you buy today here. We, we were consumer-driven. We had to have all this stuff. Now we've pulled that back, and I wonder if we're just going to rush back out and frantically buy stuff like we did. Tish and I had a call this morning, a video call with one of our, our clients, and um, he'd be, he would be on the younger side if he were to retire now. He's not mm-hmm. too far off, but his conversation was, I, what I really need is that I could pack into a duffel bag and then you know go to an island. So yeah, right. I, I, I'm I sure he's not feel the that, only one that's thinking that way. I think a lot of people are thinking that way. Let's simplify our life. Let's 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 have let's deal with less. We've learned to deal with less, and if we have to move or make changes or whatever, I I I don't know. And that's bad for the economy because the economy depends upon us always wanting the new and improved, the next two more. But yeah, I think you're wrong because. Okay. I was a person who would go to the store and shop physically at the store. I want the feel. I want the experience. And I would go. But I have been forced, without a choice, to buy everything online. And I think that alone has caused you know, me to think of things differently. And I haven't wasted half time um, doing so. But I mean... It's ridiculous don't stock my house but there's amazon boxes at my house all the time if i want something i just order it right. and it's at my house the next day i don't have to wait i don't have to shuffle around i don't have to spend the time if i get a gift for a, a kid um one of my kids friends they don't see what the gift is it's just a box that shows up i bought a new couch online wow. like it's little things like that i'm still purchasing things i'm still a consumer and i know i'm not the only one the amazon truck is all over my, my street yeah. no i see them all over the place too but i'm seeing i see still feel like and i'm looking at reports on revenues from these companies they're still profitable so i think there's going to be a shift in what people are buying but i, I still that. think people are buying the people are still consumers just maybe like you said maybe not the latest and greatest outfits if they're not going out and seeing it but so maybe it's impulsive buying because that's what that's what they yeah. count on when you go into a store to get one thing you walk out with 10 things we all do that like me and Costco. Exactly. and now if i need something i order that but i'm not necessarily saying oh and look at there's one of those put that in the bag put that in the bag and so that that right. extra stuff that we used to just buy without thinking I think they're going to change that, though. I think because with all the technology, they're going to get better at marketing and branding to us and understanding this artificial intelligence of how, what we like and what we're surfing and what we're doing. Here's a little shiny thing. You just bought that, right? Yeah. What 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 else do you like? And then introduce it to you. I think it will change. My personal opinion, I think you're going to see a lot more technology, a lot more artificial intelligence. And I mean, this is not where this is going, but I still think people are going to spend money is the answer to your question. They might pull back and be more conservative because people don't know where we're going, if they're gonna keep a job, if they're gonna lose their job, how the economy is. I think people are on pause more for that than I don't wanna buy stuff. I think that there's a- It might be generational, because I will say this, I've said for even before pandemic, as you get older, you buy less stuff. I don't have the same desire to get, for example, a new car, or like I used to, or whatever. Some point I just, I'll drive it a few more. It, 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 my priorities change. I, I, I find myself downsizing and simplifying my life over time. I'm not buying more stuff. I'm buying less. And that was before COVID. I think that's true of most of my friends. Right. At some point, you just you you get off that consumer 
wheel and you just but aren't as interested. COVID or is that because of age and demographics? Like I think that I think it's age and demographic. I think you downsize your house, you downsize your lifestyle, you get simpler. Most people do. And uh, I think this has just accelerated that. Um, but I think it's also accelerated. So in some, pe- some people have said all this has done is accelerate changes that were already taking place anyway. Um, right. We're moving from retail stores to online. That's going right. to change our buying patterns and our buying habits. Are we going to buy less? Are we going to buy more? Are we going to buy more because it's easy? Or are we going to buy less because it's not impulsive? I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with that. Bart? Um, yeah, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on with that. All right, final I, thoughts. I'm, some, I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I, I think I paired back on some and then I'm buying more of something else. So, Is have- there anything you're buying more of these days? I can't think of anything I'm buying more of. Bart, did you get the bike at Costco? No, it's the scooter. I didn't get that yet. Oh, you're going to get a scooter. Huh? It's cool. one of those, what do you call them, Segways? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Segway. An electric bike. Yeah. yeah. Electric scooter. I want to keep up with all the kids. In the <laughs> Come on back here. <laughs> one is going to keep up. It's going to be Bart. <laughs> yeah. So much energy. All right. So I know we've gone over time, Paul. Thanks yeah. for letting us go over a couple of minutes. So thank you guys for your contribution. I think we got through our list, so wonderful. It will be interesting to come back and listen to this a year from now because we're we're guessing right now. We're reflecting how this has Mm -hmm. changed us or going to change us. We won't know until a year or two goes by, and then people will look back and say, oh, come on, didn't they see this? That's so obvious that this was going to, or, or that's what they thought was going to change. You know, it's sort of like when they, in the 60s, we all thought we were going to be the Jetsons and have flying cars someday. Yeah. Um, hey, Paul, is it okay if we have just a couple more minutes and ask one more question? Sure. I think. Yeah, go ahead. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, we didn't address local business. And that was I the last item, yeah. That is what you said, Paul. I want to make sure, because that's answering your question. I think that is definitely going to change. In, 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 in Bar, I'll let you start, and then I want to say one more thing on that. So, I mean, the thought there, the reason I put that on the list is um, I have given more attention to local businesses. And like you said, Paul kind of mentioned it earlier with the smaller restaurants, mom and pa restaurants. I, I, while we did a lot of cooking at home, I tried to support what I could and just to take out. It, take out for me is not the same. I like I, part of eating out is the is the experience of eating out but um i have friends in town that own restaurants and to be able to support them but to me it was just a bigger appreciation for what they do and the efforts they put in and and the struggles that they've had um local coffee stores i mean even coffee stores gyms hair salons restaurants just feel still continue to feel empathy for them as they're trying to get through this and trying to support as much as i can and I think that I want to add on that, like I am making sure that, you know, we have a, a punch list, let's say, of 10 restaurants that we love going to. And maybe we have the ability to cook all of our meals at home. We are still ordering food from our favorite restaurants Good. because that's an yeah. investment in them. We love their food. We don't want them to go away and we want them to know that we care about them we love their food we want to support them through this time and you know and like you know maybe when you do takeout people aren't tipping i always are making sure i'm tipping even more even on takeout right now because Hmm. they 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 need it as we need it and it's like let's keep them going let's support us and so it's like this big full cycle of really making sure that we're taking care of one another but i you know i'm 
there's certain companies that, like you said, Bart, that I want to make sure that I support them and and participating in, in in helping them in their business is supporting them. And so making sure that I can help them keep their doors open in, in ways that I can. Or telling my friends, hey, I love this restaurant, go there, that kind of thing. So I think there's going to be a lot of shakeout of companies that make it and don't make it right now. And I think this is a really critical time. And so I think we're going to see a lot of small companies are just going to shut doors and they're going to walk away and you're going to disappear and you're not going to see them again and then there's going to be new companies that are going to just appear that are technology and they're going to they're going to go they're going to boom so the uh, pilates clear. studio at the we're in a high-rise tower across from south coast plaza the pilates studio that had just opened prior to it, covid yeah closed they're gone they, they packed up and left last night um i've seen several restaurants that i frequented one that came on your show a while ago the guy from laguna that was I didn't even get a chance to go down there. Um, You know, really, from I I think that's if there's an apocalypse, if there's a there's a there's a really bad leftover of this thing. I think it's going to be travel industry, and I think it's going to be that. I think that they're going to take a long. I think you're going to see a a downturn for a while, and that's a shame because the ones who uh, we had somebody on from the restaurant industry a while ago, and he said it could be. 30, 40, 50 percent of these small independent restaurants will fold. Bars, restaurants, yeah. whatnot. I've heard about the same. Um, the assumption is the big chains can borrow money. They're, they're deeper pockets. They can absorb the losses. They've got, they can work out deals with the landlords. They can do all these things to survive. And the fast food are doing just fine because they've just switched to takeout. It's that middle, the ones we all love, your favorite little mom-and-pop neighborhood restaurant bar. Those are the ones I fear for. Thanks, everyone, for tuned in. We look forward to being back in the studio again next week. Cheers. Thank you. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting bartzanbergen.podbean.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. Bart A. Zanbergen, CFP, and Letitia Burbaum, AIF, are registered investment advisors with Optivist, Inc., and registered representatives with Gramercy Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered by Optivist, Inc., under SEC registration. 